Amen. Good morning. How are you? Good. I'm good. It's good to see y'all. Good to see you. It's good. going to be a great day. And I've told you that uh, it was going to be some freedom today, and there is, and it's already happening. So um, let's just uh, jump right in. And uh, every week we pray for another body of Christ. And uh, this week, on Wednesday night, we had Pastor Brian Johnson with us. And um, we, let's pray for his church. His church is Perfecting Life Global Ministries. And uh, let's just lift up that church and uh, lift up Pastor Brian. So, Lord, right now, we just agree together as a body. Lord, let your blessing be made manifest in Perfected Life Perfecting Life Global Ministries and Pastor Brian Johnson. Lord, we just ask for wisdom to be on him. We ask, Lord, that the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of revelation, and the spirit of knowledge would be poured out on him. And, Lord, that there would be nothing that would stand in the way. Lord, we come against anything that would block your blessing, and your wisdom from coming in there. And in Jesus' name, let it come to nothing right now. We rebuke it. We, in Jesus' name, let it be removed and let the glory from heaven be released in that ministry and in Pastor Brian and in their leadership, Lord. Lord, let people come into that place with hearts of expectation, hearts of hope, hearts of faith, ready to reach out and grab a hold of everything that God has for them. And Lord, we praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, good morning, good morning. So, a um, couple of things. There's a, you know, I put out on Facebook, and hopefully you saw it. Uh, there, I put out there that this morning there was going to be freedom in Boomerang, and there is. And, uh, but here's the question I want. You know, the word says to not be ignorant against the devil's devices or the devil's schemes or his plans. Don't be ignorant about them. Get to know them. Understand how he works. And you know that the devil has no power. All power and authority was given to Jesus. That leaves zero for the devil. Now, the thing is, though, we give him power and authority on quite a regular basis. And we shouldn't do that. Um, but... What we think is we think that he's bigger than he is. Matter of fact, there's some scripture. Um, I think it's Isaiah, but it, it basically says something to this effect. When we finally see uh, the devil, we're going to say, is this the one? Is this the one that caused all those problems? And, and, and the, the context is, are you kidding me? You know, no way that this is the one we're going to find out that we were much more in power than he is, but we let him deceive us into things that we shouldn't have let him deceive us into. A lot of times, all of his power comes by way of deception, and a large portion of that comes by simply giving to you thoughts that you shouldn't have. I constantly see people that are walking under bondage, and it's all because they allowed their thinking to be something that was given to them by the devil or by their corrupted flesh and not by God. So that's how he works, his deception. So here's the thing. I know, I, 
you don't you don't even have to raise your hand. I know this morning he wanted to stop you from getting here. You know why? Because when the Lord tells me that something's going to happen at Boomerang, how many times has it not happened? It happens every time. So when the Lord told me there's going to be freedom and God told me to put it out on, on there that Sunday's going to be a day of freedom at Boomerang, guess what? The devil knows. He's more aware of the truth of that than maybe you are. And that's why this morning when you woke up, it got really hard to go to church. And don't tell me it wasn't. Maybe a couple of you, but most everybody's like, golly, I'm having a hard time getting there this morning. And and see, if you had a hard time kind of just getting up and going this morning, will you raise your hand just like stuff got in the way? Yep. See, it's not just you. It's not just you. A lot of times, you know, it's like, well, it's just me. No, it's not personal. It's just the devil. It's just our corrupted flesh. He wants to deceive us out of being in the place or hearing the thing that God wants us to hear. And I'll say this again. He's more aware of the truth of what was going to happen this morning than we allowed ourselves to be aware of that. We've got to recognize when God speaks and God wants to do something that we take that, we believe it, we reach out like we were talking about in worship and grab it by faith. Now, have you ever had a time in your life where you were trying to believe something and it's like you just could not believe and it was like you kept hitting a wall and you kept hitting a wall and you're, I've, I've had plenty of those times, right? I've had those moments. So Andrew uh, Womack was talking about this earlier this week, and I, I really picked up on it well. But uh, Paul, will you come here for a second? So, so Paul, let's say that he's having a hard time in faith, and let's turn that direction. All right, let's say that he keeps hitting a wall, and so he's stepping, and, and the wall's there, and he's stepping, and the wall's there, and he's getting frustrated and everything. I know that you've been in that position before. This morning, when we're talking about freedom, no matter where you've been, I want you to think about this. I know, I know the things of God well enough. I know the anointing, and I know the word that he gave me to bring this morning. And it's going to bring freedom in your life. But a lot of times we have gotten so used to hitting that wall that we almost have put the brakes on ourselves. So I want you to put the brakes on. And, and so when we come to church, put your foot out there, stop me. So when we come to church and the word is trying to lead you in a direction, we've gotten so used to that that even good preaching, anointed preaching, is stopped, not by God, but by our past. By what we've experienced before. And here's, here's the thing. I know how to push you. You know, a parked car with the brakes on is, is really hard to push. But if you'll just put it in neutral, it doesn't take much, and I can get you going. So what I want you to do is I want you to reach out by faith and be an expectation this morning, but I want you to allow me to push you into that faith. Put it in neutral. Uh, put it in, this is it, childlike faith. Lord, I, to this morning, I'm, I'm receiving your promises like I've never heard them before, like they're brand new, and I'm allowed the anointed preaching and your goodness to push me right into the place of grace. Yeah. All right? Amen. So let's get history out of the way.
Let's act like we're a child hearing these things for the first time this morning. And let's put it in neutral, not, not just to receive everything that a man says, but when you hear me speak of the goodness of God, you just allow the goodness of God, not the goodness of Brian, the goodness of God, just to, with childlike faith, just gobble it up, okay? And watch how we'll be able to move right into that freedom. So right now, I want you to just say this with me. I'm receiving freedom, I'm receiving today. freedom. today in Jesus' name. Amen. One more time. I'm receiving freedom today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. So let's, as, before we get into the message, I want to give you something. Um, first of all, this Wednesday night, if you consider Boomerang to be your place, this Wednesday night, I need to talk to you. I need, I need to tell you some stuff that the Lord has told me, and it's going to be good. But if you consider Boomerang your place, let me put it this way. It's very important that you be here, okay? All right? It'll be good. All right. Amen. And uh, let's turn to Numbers 11, 23, and 24. How many people in receiving freedom... This morning, and freedom may be in healing, freedom may be in deliverance, freedom may be in your finances, freedom may be in all of the above, you know. How many people have been believing God for things and seeking the Lord and you just really need his help? And maybe in the past you haven't seen everything that you wanted to come to pass, but this morning you really need freedom in there. All right. And so here's something, this was interesting because it goes along with the message, but I read this verse the other day, and let me read them to you. And as soon as, before we read them, I want you to enter this verse with this thought. As soon as I read these, I felt like the Lord spoke to me and said, this is for Boomerang and its people right now. For them, for their families, for their business Right now. And so now, knowing that, let's read this. The Lord said to Moses, Is the Lord's power limited? Now, 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 now you shall see whether my word will come true for you or not. Yeah, now you'll see it. Now you'll see it. Amen. If you'll grab a hold of that, and just let the goodness of the Lord push you in that direction, you will see. Is the Lord's power limited to bring that freedom in your life? And then verse 24 says, So Moses went out and told the people the words of the Lord. That's what I'm doing for you this morning. I'm telling you right now, the Lord is saying, My power is not limited, and now you will see. Now you will see. And he gathered the 70 men of the elders and people and stationed them around the tent. In other words, what I'm asking you to do is grab a hold of the goodness and the promise of God and station yourself by faith and proclaim it in your household. Proclaim it in your life. Proclaim it in your family. I'm stationing myself on the word of God and I will have his freedom. His hand, his power is not short. It will reach my life, and now I will see the freedom that he's promised me, the promises. Now I will see whether his word will come true for you or not. And I believe the Lord told me the other day, this word is for you today. Amen? Amen. Amen. 
Well, let's turn to Isaiah 51.3. We're talking about Jesus, the anointed one. Now, before we jump into the scripture, what I want to give you is a, just a very simple and brief history on Isaiah. There was one period of time right after the Lord had called me to minister, and uh, I just felt in my spirit to go and fast, and uh, I was, and just seek the Lord. And I think I had planned for like four or five days, and uh, I went out in the woods and carried me a tent, and I had a whole bunch of books with me, and I read a couple of books. And um, I don't think I lasted four or five days. I think I lasted two or three days, and I was like, I'm going home. But <laughs> part of that was because... The Lord said, hey, you're done. You know, go home. And so I was just being obedient. But uh, I was hungry, too. I remember that. And uh, But it was a really good time. And I was just sitting there in this tent out in the woods. And I was reading a, a one book. And, then, and the Lord said this, I want you to read Isaiah. I said, okay. And uh, hadn't, I don't know that I had stopped and read just straight through Isaiah like that uh, before. Not like that. And so I started reading Isaiah, and Isaiah is really a history and then a prophecy of the church. And first of all, it's talking about uh, Jerusalem, it's talking about the Jews, and all the way up to about chapters 40 to 45, and right there it shifts, and it, and, and it talked about history and how they did this wrong and that wrong, and then they did this right and that right, and, and then around chapter 40 to 45 it shifts, and it starts prophesying about future Jerusalem, and it starts prophesying about Jesus. And so at around 40 to 45, somewhere in there, here's, here's the thing. If you're born again, it started talking about you. Yeah. It started talking about you. Yeah. And the things that are in there, you can receive them for you today. Right now, today. And so let's look at that. And you need to know that, that this is not just talking about the Jews. It's not just talking about Israel. It's talking about the future family of God, which if you're born again, or even if you're not, you can be a part of it. God's, you know, it's like God opened up adoption. And you can, if you just say, hey, I want to be adopted by the creator of the universe, that sounds like a great thing. It is a great thing. And you can do it. Like, you don't even have to fill out paperwork. It's awesome. Don't have to go through the red tape of the government. He's already taken care of all the red tape. You just say, Jesus, I want you. Amen. You're my Lord. And all of a sudden, you're in the family. Welcome to the family. Amen. So, Isaiah 51.3 says this. He says, Indeed, the Lord will comfort Zion. That's talking about the future church. He will comfort all her waste places. How many? All. All. And her wilderness, he will make like Eden. And we're talking about freedom this morning. So if you have wilderness somewhere in your life, that's the places I'm talking about. Changing them from a place of dry and no life to overflowing with the life of God. Amen. And her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in her. Thanksgiving and a sound of melody. Now, is there a sound of melody and thanksgiving on a people that are all beat up, busted and disgusted and bruised? And, and No. He's talking about a people that is free. Yeah. 
He's talking about you. Now, you may not have experienced the fullness of it before today, but I'm telling you, today is a new day in your life. It's a new day. Keep on going through the chapter and go down to verse 22. Now, this is very interesting. Have you ever felt like the Lord was just mad at you? Man, I've done some stuff wrong. I knew it was wrong, and I did it. And the Lord's mad. You ever had somebody preaching at you? The, you do this and you'll upset the Lord and the judgment of God will come down on you, the wrath of God. You know, have you ever heard somebody preaching like that? Yeah. That's interesting because he's talking to future Jer Jerusalem. Let's read this verse. Thus says the Lord, the Lord, even your God, who contends for his people. Well, that's pretty awesome right there. A contender, like he's a, a fighter, right? He's a contender. He contends. He contends for you. He fights for you. Well, first of all, right there, that doesn't sound like he's mad at you. That sounds like he loves you. He contends for his people. Behold, I have taken out of your hand the cup of reeling, the chalice or the cup of my anger. Listen to this next sentence. You will never drink it again. Amen. Well, when I was out there in that tent and I was reading Isaiah and I read that right there and I went, What? Because, you know, I thought we could float in and out of God's anger. In and out of God's wrath. In and out of God's judgment. But yet, I knew who he was talking about. He's talking about believers. He's talking about the body of Christ. He's talking about Christians here. And he says, you will never. Now, I, you know, when I say never, because of this flesh, that might be subject to change. Yeah. But when God says never... You know, it's amazing yeah. that never right there really means never. Yeah. It's not going to change. His word will not return void. This is a promise from God. You will never taste it. You will never drink it again. Well, isn't that good news? Yeah. And then I kept on reading and then uh, turned over to uh, Isaiah 54. It says this in verse 8. Check this out. Anybody remember there was a flood one time? Right? Yeah. And, and Noah had to build this ship. And then he made a promise. Anybody remember what the promise was? After, and he gave us the rainbow. He would never destroy the world with a flood again. Never. All right? Verse 8, chapter 54. In an outburst of anger, I hid my face from you for a moment. Now, if you've listened to the Reset series, when you see that he hid his face from you, you'll understand this is something. In other words, it's being in his face and intimacy with God, knowing him and having an uh, intimate fellowship with him that really empowers us to live in the fullness of life. And so here he is, he says, I removed my face for you. Now, what is this talking about? This is talking about the period of time during the law and after the curse had fallen until Jesus came. 
But the period of time ended when Jesus showed up. And it says, I hid my face from you for a moment. But, and, and there's reasons why he had to hide his face. It's not because he wanted to. That's right. It's not because he wanted yeah. to. But there was reasons why he had to. That's another message. But with everlasting loving kindness. Everlasting yeah. loving kindness. Yeah. I will have compassion on you. Says the Lord, and then he and then he adds this on it: "Your Redeemer." In other words, you were in a place where it was bad, but I'm the Lord, your Redeemer, who redeemed you out of that bad place, and I will never have you drink that again. I will love you everlasting, forever. It will last forever. My loving kindness with compassion. Verse 9, for this is like the days of Noah to me, when I swore that the waters of Noah would not flood the earth again, so I have sworn that I will not be angry with you, nor will I rebuke you. Next verse. For the mountains may be removed and the hills may shake, but my loving kindness will not be removed from you and my covenant of peace will not be shaken. His covenant of peace, peace is yours. It will not be shaken, says the Lord who has compassion on you. Who? His family, his believers. Now, if you're not a believer in Christ, you're not in this group yet. But his great news is that you can be. All you got to do is say, Lord, adopt me. Adopt me. I want to be in your peace. I want to be in your love and kindness today, forever. You can enter the same covenant of peace just like that by making Jesus your Lord. Just like that. And you know what? If you've been in this covenant, but you haven't been walking in it, today you can receive the freedom of a covenant, of a promise of the peace of God right now. See, a lot of times Christians have not known these things and they don't know the freedom of God. They don't know the good news of God. They don't know the salvation of God. And the devil has deceived them out of that. And he said, no, God's mad with you. I just read it was a pretty major person not too long ago, and they're like, um, they're talking about how uh, uh, if America's not judged, then we owe Sodom and Gomorrah an apology. Well, Sodom and Gomorrah was before Christ. The judgment of God was poured out in full. He's not mad with the world. That's what Second Corinthians five says. He's not holding their sins against them. It doesn't mean that we're not messing up as a country. It just means that God's not looking to judge people. He's already put a judgment on Christ for them. He's looking to take everybody into this place. So whether they know it or not, today can be the day that you say, I'm stepping into God's promise of peace. And, and if he promised me it's forever, I will never back out of it. I will stay in it forever. Because that's the will of God for you, is to always be in it. Or is that not great promises there in chapter 51 and 54? He will never, never be angry with you again. Do you realize that's not just on this earth? That is ever, forever. 
All eternity, God's not mad at you. If you're in his family, God's not mad at you. He's not mad at you. He's not mad at you. Forever. Man, that's some grace and mercy that we need mind renewal to. We need to step out of the deception of the world and the devil that's been telling us for so long that God's mad at you. How many people have you heard saying, well, God must be teaching me something. This sickness just won't go away. God's not mad at you. God's not mad at you. See, that's completely contrary to the nature of God. And yet, people have bought that. Well, God's mad at me. God's teaching me something. No, God can teach you something without putting sickness on you. Anyway, He doesn't have sickness in Him. How can He give it to you? It's not Him. It's not His character. It's not His nature. He's not trying to keep you poor. He's not trying to keep you sick. He's not trying to keep you in bondage. God's saying, I'll set you free and you'll never taste anything of that sort again. Amen. Isaiah ten twenty seven says this, So it will be in that day that his burden will be removed from your shoulders. This is prophesying. His burden will be removed from your shoulders and his yoke from your neck and the yoke will be broken because of the fatness. Well, I don't know about you, but the first time I read that, I was like, I don't want to be fat. <laughs> like, wait a minute. My drawers ain't going to fit no more because of the fatness or what? Like, hold on, Lord. <laughs> My coat, you know, gets real tight. Well, what it's talking about is, if you're fat, it's because you got money. If you're fat, it's because you're eating good. Yep. Now let's apply that spiritually. Right. If you're fat, it's because you got plenty yep. that God has given you. Yeah. In the King James, it says right there, the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing. Yep. Because of the oil of God. It will be destroyed because that yoke, that burden... It will not fit you again because the anointing has made me to the place where I have grown up and what may have bound me when I didn't know about the things of the devil, but I might not have known about the things of God. I have grown up in knowledge of who God is and who I am in Christ, and that yoke will not fit me anymore. And if it tries to, it's just going to break. Because my anointing through Christ, because of his love, his loving kindness, if that thing tries to get applied on me, I am going to shatter it in a million pieces and nobody can have it anymore. That's the anointing. Jesus was prophesied about. Isaiah 61, he's talking about future Jerusalem. All of a sudden we get to chapter 61 and it says this about the Messiah who's coming. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news 
to the afflicted. In other words, He has made me fat with His presence, with His goodness, with His glory. And He has been anointed to bring good news. And is that good news going to fall flat? No, it will stand and break every yoke. And He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty or freedom to captives and freedom to prisoners. Verse 2, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn. To grant those who mourn in Zion, giving them a garland instead of ashes, or the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of a spirit of fainting. So they will be called the oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. This is what Jesus prophesied about you. Now, I don't know about you, but there have been plenty of days where I did not feel like an oak of righteousness. Matter of fact, I felt like I was getting beat to pieces by the world and everything else. But at some point, it's like what we were talking about in worship. I've got to stand up, participate with God as his child, be active in his promises, and say, That's true over what I'm feeling. That's true over what I'm going through. And that's the moment where freedom starts coming to your house. When you decide, I'm going to do something about this, I'm going to trust God. I'm going to believe Him. For once in my life, I don't care if everybody else at church doesn't believe and they think I'm crazy, I'm trusting God. Because He deserves my trust. He deserves it. So this was prophecy in Isaiah 61. And all of Israel was like, Hallelujah, come on Messiah. And then there was several hundred years went by. And then, in Luke chapter 4, verse 14, Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. This is right after, not too far after, he had been out in the wilderness and tempted by the devil. And the angels ministered to him and the glory of God was on him and he was filled with the Spirit as right before he went in there as he was baptized. And the Lord had said, This is my son in whom I am well pleased. He went out, you know, have you ever had a moment at church? Oh, glory to God, man. I felt his presence. Oh, Lord, you're awesome. And you walk out the church door and you're like, nothing is touching me. And then you go out into the wilderness. And the devil himself comes and tempts you. And you don't eat anything for 40 days. You feel famished. Well, the touch was to bring life to the desert. To overcome. To come out the other side victorious, having beat down the devil. Stop looking at the devil's attack as an attack on you and look at his opportunity to put him in his place. So he comes back from that. And by this time, he knows who he is. 
And he comes back to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. And news about him spread throughout all the surrounding district. Now it's interesting, why was news spreading about him? Because he was walking in the freedom that God had given him. He began teaching in their synagogues, and he was praised by all. And he came to Nazareth, there where he grew up, where he had been brought up. And as was his custom, he entered the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read. And the book of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. And he opened the book and found the place where it is written. We now know as Isaiah 61. And Jesus said this, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim or to preach release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set free those who are oppressed, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. And he closed the book and he gave it to the attendant and sat down. And, and the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to him, to them, Today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. In that moment, Jesus said, The time of the freedom of God. The time where his anger is no more. The time where his face was turned away from us, but it's not now, is come. Right now is a shift in all of history where I will love on my people with an everlasting loving kindness forever. They will taste of my wrath. They will taste of my anger. They will taste of my fury no more. The anointing to break every yoke, to break every bondage, is now available. Yep. That's what Jesus was saying. Ooh, they got mad at him. <laughs> Ooh, because he just said, I'm the Son of God. That's what he said. They knew when he said that, he said, I'm the Son of God. Now, here's the thing that we happen to know now. He was the Son of God. And now, we don't have to get angry because he was being, you know, a heretic, a heretic, speaking heresy. Now we can go, praise God, we got anointing. We're free. God's not mad at us anymore. I can walk out my freedom right now. Look at this again, and let's just look at it as a list, and I want you to see this. It says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Now, let me just ask you this question right now. If you're born again, right, are you or are you not the body of Christ? Do you know what Christ means? It's not Jesus' last name. It's, you know, uh, Brother Copeland was talking about that this weekend. You know, John, it, we didn't call him John Baptist. No, he was John the Baptist because that's what he did. Jesus was called the Christ because that's who he was. He, Christ is the anointed one and it's talking about his anointing. Are you not, or are you or are you not the body of Christ? Yes, you are if you're born again. And are you or are you not the body of his anointing? And what does that anointing bring? Isaiah 10, 27 said it brings yoke destroying freedom in Christ. And when Jesus sat up and said, today this thing is fulfilled, 
He pronounced from all, for all time, anyone who becomes a part of me is in complete and total freedom. Complete and total freedom. Now look at this when it says, Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. In 1 John 4 it says this, that as he is in this world, so are we. If the spirit's on Jesus, is he on you? Yes, he is. You are the body of his anointing. How does the anointing get passed on in the world today? Through his body. Through the touch of his body. His spirit is upon you. Well, I might not have felt like his spirit was upon me all the time. That's because you didn't either know about it or you didn't choose to grab a hold of it and let it be yours. You know, there's days I get up to preach and I don't feel like preaching. But that doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what I feel like. The difference is, will I believe what he said? That when we speak and we act in obedience to have to gather together, that his anointing will be released. You know, even this morning, there was a piece of me that's like, I just don't feel like preaching this morning. But yet here I am because I've been obedient and decided I'm going to see the things of God this morning. Now you get up here, man, I can feel the anointing. I wasn't feeling it at the beginning, but I can feel it now. Just because you don't feel it all the time, we're not called to walk by sight, to walk by feelings. We're called to walk by faith. And when God said the Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit is upon me, he meant you too. That anointing is in you. If you're a Christian, it's in you. It's coursing through your veins. His power is in you. And it's just waiting to get out. The question is, do you know it? And will you operate in it? It's upon you. His spirit is upon you. Do you remember the story where the spirit came upon the guy? Elijah or Elisha always, I need to remember which one it was. But it was one of them fellas. One of them Eli's. And, And they grabbed up their clothes and they ran in front of the chariot for 16 miles. In front of the horses and beat them back to the city. That was without Jesus. What could happen? If his spirit actually was upon you. And guess what? He is. He is. If you're born again, he is. Well, Brian, I've never felt that. I I realize that. That's why I'm trying to get you to stop moving by feelings. And start living by truth. Show you what, what it is so that you can experience some of that. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me. He has given me the yoke-destroying freedom power to preach gospel, the good news to the poor. And that poor, you got to understand that God is good. And if you see a promise, I can look at any part of good that's in that promise and I can receive it for myself. When He said, I've given, I've been anointed... To preach good news to the poor. That poor didn't just mean money wise. It didn't just mean spiritually poor. It meant if you are poor in any area. Maybe you're poor in health. If you're poor in any area. I got good news for you. You ain't got to be poor no more. It doesn't, doesn't matter what it is. If you have lack of any kind. Maybe it's peace. Maybe, maybe it's uh, wisdom. 
He says, I've come to make those things full. That's what he's saying. If you need freedom from lack this morning, it's here for you. You already have it. And we're releasing it today by our faith. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives. If you've had captivity in your body, you've had captivity in your finances, you have been captive in any way. How many people have ever felt captive by the devil before and his things? All of us have. If you have any captivity, we are going to see it gone right now this morning because this is truth. He has sent me to proclaim recovery of sight to the blind. In other words, you got anything at all in your body, freedom is coming. Freedom is coming. Not just coming, but it's here. To set free all who are oppressed. All. Is this still on? It is? Amen. I just wanted to check. I wasn't sure y'all were with me or not. To set free all who are oppressed. If they're under oppression, Jesus said the anointing is here to be completely free of that. Now see, the difference is the person will sit there and go, yeah, but I've heard this all before. That person, they're double-minded. They won't receive anything. But the person they'll say, I'm hearing this fresh for the first time like I never heard it before this morning. And I have the faith of a child. That person is in neutral and God can just push them right into the grace. Right into the grace of God. To proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. In other words, this is a good year. This is a year of favor for me. And you know what? And if I'm in the Lord, every year is a year of favor. Every time is a year of His favor. Every day is a day where I'm walking in the blessing of God. The loving kindness of God. Every day. 1 John 2.27 His anointing is in you. 1 John 4.17 As He is, so are you in this world. John 17.18 Jesus said this, the same way that I was sent. In other words, as I was sent with the anointing, I send you the same way. I send you the same way. I send you the same way. What you need to see is you need to say, when I wake up in the morning, I am walking in the anointing of Christ. Why? Because I'm a child of God. He was the firstborn of many brethren. You don't need to be like, oh man, I'm going to have to call Pastor Day because it's going to stink. No, you are the anointing of Christ. You are His anointing. Yeah, I'm here for a reason. I'm here for a purpose to help draw this stuff out of you. But it's in you already. You are it. You are the anointing. You are sent that way. That's you if you're a believer. Isaiah 10, 27, we read it already. So it will be in that day that this burden, that his burden will be removed from your shoulders and his yoke from your neck. That's talking about an oppressive person's burden and yoke. And the yoke will be broken because of the anointing. Today's that day. I don't care what you got. 
You need freedom in any area whatsoever, any area. Right now, the Word tells us that when we preach the good news of God, that God works with His Word. You need freedom in any area. I want you to come up right now and let's get free. Let's receive the fullness of God's loving kindness in every way possible right now. I need His freedom. And you know what? That ought, really, it ought to be all of us because all of us got something that we've been holding on to. We need freedom. We need His goodness. We need His loving kindness. And we don't just need it in word. We don't just need it in theory. We need it manifested in our lives. We need it. It may have been in us, but we need for that thing to come out of us. Listen, what's interesting is every time Jesus preached this thing, when they would say, yeah, I'll receive freedom, freedom came. He healed all who were oppressed. Every time, guess what? It shows us that Philip preached this same anointing, how Jesus was anointed. It shows that Peter preached the same anointing. And that's where it says in 1038, that, that uh, Acts 1038, and Peter said, he said, let me tell you about the good news of how Jesus went around healing all who were oppressed of the devil. They preached about his anointing, the good news of freedom. That Jesus, and guess what happened? Even when Philip preached it, even when Peter preached it, even when I preach it this morning, freedom's coming to you. It releases the anointing of God. When you get up in the morning, you preach it to yourself. I'm free in Jesus' name. I have His anointing. I'm set like Jesus was. I got it. Amen. All of a sudden, things change. Right now inside of you if, you, if you just feel like this thing is exploding on the inside of you, just raise your hand right now. Amen. Amen. Lord, I just thank you for your anointing and your freedom in Jesus' name. Thank you for releasing freedom be. Every mountain be removed and cast into the sea and let the freedom of Christ be right now in Jesus' name. Freedom be in Jesus' name. Freedom of God be in Jesus' name. Freedom of God be in Jesus' name. Freedom be in Jesus' name. Freedom be in Jesus' name. Wholeness, fullness, be in every way in Jesus' name. Freedom be in Jesus' name. Thank you. Freedom be in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Freedom be in Jesus' name. Freedom. Lord, thank you for your anointing. Thank you for your love being poured out. Freedom be in Jesus' name. Freedom be in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Freedom be in Jesus' name. Freedom be in Jesus' name. Freedom be in Jesus' name. In every way. In every area. Every nook and cranny of our lives. Freedom be in Jesus' name. Life be released. Freedom be in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Freedom be in Jesus' name. Yeah, glory. Glory. Freedom. Freedom be in Jesus' name. Amen. I think I've laid hands on everybody. Anybody else? Come here, Sherman. Freedom be in Jesus' name. Freedom be in Jesus' name. Freedom. Thank you, Father. Freedom be in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. And when we pray, feelings don't matter that, that much. It's 
did we open up? If you felt the God touch you during that time, not me touch you, God touch you. If something was real, will you raise your hand? People are blessed by that. They realize, oh man, because even if you didn't feel something, you recognize something was being released. And now you can say, well, maybe I was touched and I didn't know about it. And, and let me tell you, you were. You were because God works with his word. What you'll see, you'll start to see a difference. Things are different. I feel different. Something changed that day. Something broke that day. Something broke. It was the yoke. It was the burden. And that anointing was released in Jesus' name. Freedom. Lord, we praise you for your freedom. We thank you for your freedom. We give you glory. We give you glory. Here, Martin. Freedom be in Jesus' name. Freedom be. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for your anointing and your glory. Lord, we receive it. Lord, and we choose. We make a choice today. We will not step back. We will not step back to the place of the yoke. We will not step back to the place of the burden. But we will walk in the freedom every day, all day. And we thank you for your life and life overflowing in every way, in everything. We praise you for it. And Lord, we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Right now, if you, if, if you just got, uh, I'm just going to sit up here for a second. If you just got something, you know, one of the things that that freedom will bring is the freedom to put down the religion and to put down the fear and actually confess some things to God. And as a minister, I, I'm not him, but I stand in place for him. And sometimes it's very important for us to say, you know what, I've had this thing and I need to release it. Today, I need to make today a new day, not just by receiving freedom, but by making choices to partner myself with God by making the right choices that going forward, I will live like Him, all in with Him. If you need to talk to me, you need to confess something, you need to just, maybe you just need to declare that today changes things for me. That today is different. Whatever it is, maybe you need prayer over something else. I can tell you that the prayer that you needed, the power was just released to you. But if you just got something, I'd just stand up here and I'll talk to anybody and everybody. But Lord, right now we praise you for this day and we give you the glory. And just say it with me. Just say, Lord, I receive my freedom the anointing that breaks every yoke and every burden in my life, I receive it now. And I have freedom right now. In Jesus' name, the devil will not deceive me into stepping back into it. I'm too fat in the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Have a great day. Have a great day.